0: Welcome back to another episode of the Honest as a Mother podcast. You are back with your host, Amanda, and today on the podcast, I have my friend, podcast host, fellow lead author, um, business owner, Andrea Mondou, the owner of the Balance and Bliss blog, and the whole, she is like a woman of all trades. It's an empire. That's what I call it. It's an empire. (laughs) Love it. I know it's kind of hard, right? When you're like, okay, what do I do? I do everything. I do, a, she does a podcast, you're doing books, you're doing blogs, you're doing workshops, like you're doing the whole nine yarn. So anywho, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here chatting with you. I am so excited to have you. I have been wanting to chat with you. You know, COVID, lockdown, school, sickness, all of that keeps getting in our way. But (laughs) yeah, yay us, we are healthy and our children are at school. Mm -hmm. I know the house is quiet, which is like... It's,
1: it's a blessing and a curse, right? Like when earlier this week, Clara came home from school and then she went to play with her friend who lives just down the street. And so she came home from school, dropped her stuff and left. And so the house was quiet again. And I said to my husband, I was like, I really miss her. Like I miss that she's not here. And then she gets home and then she acts like a jerk. And I'm like, you can go back now.
0: (laughs) i know no it's serious it's so crazy it's like the same thing when they're babies and you like couldn't wait for them to go to bed at night or even still but i just yeah. remember this specifically when connor was like a baby and then i'd look at the monitor and be like he's so cute i wish he was here and my husband would be like the hell is wrong with you lady?" <laughs> yeah like- also they're not as cute at like three o'clock in the morning hell <laughs> no no <laughs> No, they're not. Mine was 4.30 this morning and they're not cute then either.
1: Clara was up last night too. Like she was up at 3.30. She came into our room and said, I can't sleep. Can I snuggle? I said, sure. And she was tossing and turning and flipping. And next thing I know it's like 4.30 and she's like, I'm still awake. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, why can't you sleep? Connor
0: couldn't anyway. sleep last night either. must've been something in There the- must've
1: been. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. I mean, she's almost seven. Like we're past the the nighttime wake-ups, but every once in a while it happens and it really throws me off.
0: Yeah. I find that to be something I'm still not used to. Like, I feel like, cause we get so much consecutive sleep and then the nights when they wake up, cause they have to go to the bathroom or whatever the case may be. It is like, I'm in zombie mode the next day. It's like, you're not yeah. used to it again. I know we, uh, we've been having talks about going back
1: into the trenches of like the early days because, um, I'm expecting another baby, which is, yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. So the sleep deprivation is, is coming back our way again.
0: (laughs) You'll do it. It, it will be, it'll be hard and easy all at the same time because your daughter's a little bit older. We were talking a little bit about this, but if I have any advice to you, it's just like, be kind to yourself. And I know you're good at that. I always I try to be, <laughs> you, you do try to be, and it's hard because you will get this baby who needs you 24 seven again. And then your daughter almost like, I almost found that Connor got like a little bit needier. It was almost maybe like a jealousy thing. Mm-hmm. And then you're, it's like a constant battle and it's never really gone away do I spend more time with Connor than Scarlett? Have I spent any time with Scarlett? Like it's so, I don't know. It's just never going away. So I think my only piece of advice to you is give yourself grace and just roll with it because no one's doing it perfectly and don't ever forget it. I will
1: definitely remember that at like 2 (laughs) a.m. when the baby's awake
0: and then Clara decides to be awake and I'm like, what is going on? and then everyone's like we can't sleep we might as well just have a party right oh yeah (laughs) well for my listeners who don't listen to your podcast or follow you can you give yourself a little introduction I can so
1: first of all thank you again for having me um on this show to chat with your audience today. So yes, my name's Andrea. I am the owner of the empire balance and bliss. I I call it an empire because I do, I do a lot of things under the umbrella of wellness. So in a nutshell, um, I am certified and trained as a healthy lifestyle coach. So social worker actually turned healthy lifestyle coach. So I've always helped people. And my goal is to help women to one escape the diet culture mentality, because it's so programmed and ingrained in us from such a young age, and we don't even realize that it's there. So breaking that down, trying to shed some light on it and eliminate some of the programming and our brains around that. Also reminding women of how powerful they are and empowering them to use their voice, empowering them to remember that those limiting beliefs that they have are ones that are just because they exist doesn't mean that they're true and you actually have the option to rewrite that. So I do that through my coaching. I do one-to-one coaching with women. Um, I do workshops and motivational talks and I do have a podcast. (laughs) I co-host the balance and bliss podcast. Um, last year, I guess it was 2020. Now I launched a book. I was the number one bestseller in women's health before noon, which is like a big deal to me. I know it was so cool. It's called you actually can do this achieving a healthy lifestyle in spite of yourself. And then my most recent project Amanda mentions I I was a lead author. Uh, Body Bliss is the project that I'm currently working on uh, with Leader Publishing, and that will be coming out later this year. And it's all about all of these women's journey to body acceptance.
0: I love it. I love everything that you do. Um, I was really attracted to you because of your... Your the empowerment that you're giving, like your all of your posts and your reels and everything that you do, it's very inspiring. Um, I am also someone who struggles with body image. And I mean, I don't know which female, if I could find a female that doesn't. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's be- out there and it's really sad. Mm-hmm. And so what you're doing is so important because there's so many of us that struggle with it. Like I know every day, like I need to eat, you need to do these things, but so quickly it's like, Oh, I don't know if I should eat a bagel for breakfast Uh because the bagel is a carbohydrate. And the people tell me that carbohydrates are bad. And then if I eat that bagel, then I've ruined my whole day and I'm a horrible human. And no wonder why I can't lose weight. And it goes on and on. And I know that that is also like a huge thing in motherhood, especially like postpartum. It's like, we hate our bodies You go through a huge changes and there's so much pressure as a mother, right? Like there's so much that bounce back pressure, um, that exists in our culture. It's insane. I like, I remember putting that pressure on myself and just like having that almost like a slap in the face when you have your baby. And I had weight to lose before I had my baby, but I remember thinking like it would look the same or something like once he came out and then Uh it was like, Like, Connor was 10 pounds at first. He was a friggin' huge ass baby. He had to have a C section. Like, there was like sagging skin after, and I was mortified. Mm -hmm. I was like, but these are like normal things, but something somewhere in society is telling us that, you know, you're supposed to walk out of the hospital in those pre baby genes and it's mm-hmm. just really not it's not a thing, and some women can do it, and you know great for them if they can, but if you can't, like you're also just normal,
1: yeah, and you're also not
0: less than yes, yes, I think that was the biggest thing that I like about your content, and one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is because you are teaching women and you are a mother, so that immediately connects with me and All of us struggle with feeling less than. So we need people like you to tell us, like, no, you're actually not. And I have flaws and I have, you know, things I need to work on. Doesn't make me any less than either.
1: Yeah. And, you know, this is the thing like, those of you who are listening right now can't see me. And if you don't know who I am, you don't know what I look like. But spoiler alert, I'm not living in a small body. So I wear like anywhere from 14 depending on the store right anywhere from like 14 to 18 um and so i feel like I want to spread this message that, and and I'm also really tall, like I'm 5'10". My entire life, I've had people say, wow, I didn't realize how tall you were. I didn't realize like how big you were. Like, you know, it's just, I've always heard that messaging. And so because I have grown so much, and I'm assuming we're going to kind of talk about why I started and why I do what I do. But because I've grown so much in my own journey, and I'm at this place where disclaimer being that i still struggle with body image 100% yeah. i'll be very yeah. open about that um But I have gotten to this place where I do have a lot more acceptance for the size that I am, the, the height that I am, like all of these things that I have felt a lot of shame around for a long time. And so I want to be that person. That's like, somebody can look at me and the information that I'm sharing. This is why I share what I do. I want somebody to be able to look at me and say, you know what, if she can do it looking like that, then why can't I? Like that's, yeah. that's my goal.
0: Yep. I think it's uh, <laughs> an important message from someone who struggles. And then also I'm sure this comes through your mind all the time. I have a daughter, you have a daughter. Uh-huh. I don't want my daughter. Do Can I protect her from all of it? No, obviously no. not, but I can lead by example yes. and show her that because I'm with you. I don't have, I am the same size as you, the sizes that you just said, the 14 to 18, depending on the store, that's where I'm at. And I'm, I'm not very tall, (laughs) but (laughs) I used to think I was, I'm not, (laughs) but I want to lead by example so that, you know, if she comes into a time where, you know, maybe she has a little extra weight on her or whatever, it's not like a thing that's consuming her. Yeah everything. Cause yes. Yeah. Cool. Well, and she really was like the catalyst
1: to get me to where I am, um, today. So going back like, oh my gosh, a long time ago, like 13, 14 years ago, I was at my heaviest, uh, and I'm actually at the same weight now, which is ironic. Um, but I was at my heaviest and, I said to myself, like, I had this moment, I talk about this in my book. I had this moment where I was like, I need, I, like, I can't live in this body anymore and I need to change it. And I want to lose weight. And it really was only from a place of, I don't like the way that I look, I want to look different. And the only way that I'm going to be seen as more valuable, more beautiful and accept myself is if I'm smaller. So I went on that journey and then I got pregnant. And the first thought that went through my head when I was pregnant, the first time was, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to undo and relinquish all the hard work that I've done Mm. for my body up until this point. So I went through my pregnancy, had Clara. I remember six weeks after, you know, you're talking about that, like bounce back six weeks after I was cleared for exercise. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get back to being smaller again. I'm going to get back to being smaller. And my first goal was to put my pre-baby jeans on. And I did reach that goal. And what I started to learn, um, was that I was really setting an example for her and I had a lot of internal dialogue that came along with that weight loss journey. And I mean, experiences that I'd had kind of before then that I'd carried with me and I didn't want her to have that. I am not for one second naive enough to think that she's not going to be faced with, the media programming and society's expectations. And I mean, even now I'm tall, my partner is tall. And so people always comment on how tall she is. So -hmm. she always says like, Oh, I'm so tall. And I'm like, yeah, be proud of that. But people always talk about everybody's body. So I'm not naive enough to think that like, she's not going to be subjected to right those types of conversations that type of messaging and that she may even have some of those feelings herself but if i can build that foundation and make it really really strong and and lead by example as you were saying that has been like a really big shift that has created a really big shift for me in terms of the way that i then take care of and talk to myself to be quite honest with you
0: yeah i remember you were saying that we were emailing back and forth so i was really interested like I wanted to know how balance and bliss kind of started and I know that you said that having your daughter was like the catalyst like you said into wellness and all of these things so tell me more about it was it like I'm interested to know you like did you get to this point where you were like okay I realized like I feel like some women get to this point where they realize i I can get to whatever number and I'm not going to be happy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know anyway, so tell me, how did this all start? How did it come to be? Tell me all the things. I will
1: tell you all the things. Okay. So like I said, you know, I was on this weight loss journey before I lost or before I had Clara, I had lost like over 50 pounds. I was, I felt very successful and I was happy with the work and people praised like, oh my gosh, you look so good. Right. All that stuff Mm -hmm. had her six weeks. Cool. I can, I can exercise again. Um, at that time I found this free workout, uh, program called bikini body mommy. Have you heard of bikini body mommy? I have not. I've only heard of like the beach body. Oh yeah. So bikini body mommy is this woman. She's lovely. Her name's Brianna. Brianna Christine um and she has free workout videos online and somebody had recommended her to me and and they're they're quick they're easy workouts she films them in her house her kids are usually there like it was very welcoming for me as a mom right to take like to do these exercises so i started doing that and then i was doing them for a couple months and then january came around and there was a, like a 90 day challenge that she was starting so she had created a facebook group and um, there was a paid challenge that you could enter, or there was just like you could access the workouts for free. So a couple of us started talking in this Facebook group and we thought, oh my gosh, we should create our own accountability community. So I was kind of the leader of that. So I created the group. I recruited women. I actually recruited some people in my workplace to do it with me as well. Um, and we completed those 90 days. Throughout those 90 days, I spent a lot of time in that group encouraging like asking people, how was your workout today? Like, let's share how it went, you know, what did you eat or like just encouraging people to share, to help with accountability. Cause I, like I said, I, I help people by nature. It's just what I do. And, and like, I've been working prior to my mat leave. I've been working in the social workspace for a long time. And so I've always wanted to help people. So I really wanted to help these women be successful And in doing that, it created a lot of motivation for me. Mm -hmm. So after that challenge was done, I thought, wow, I really liked that. Like I really liked helping people in their wellness. I wonder if I can make a career out of that. So I did a little bit of research, um, about different certifications and, you know, I looked into holistic nutrition because food is such an important component of wellness, um, Mm -hmm. and how you feel your body is so important. Um, but I also understood that it was more than that. It's more than just what you eat, right? It's also how you talk to yourself. It's also your habits. It's all of these other things as well that you do just outside of the kitchen movement also being one of them. So I didn't want to go down the holistic nutrition route simply for that purpose or that reason. So I found a certification that was holistic health coaching. So it was just how to coach people on health and wellness. Um, And that was out of a school in BC. So I did uh, distance learning after I went back to work with like a
0: one and a half year old. And it was, I know. Superwoman I know. <laughs> I know we we just are I'm sorry you're a mom's so you're a superwoman period but damn yeah. Yeah.
1: So I was doing that like evenings, weekends, you know, when I would finish a course then you'd have to do an exam. So I would go to Starbucks and write the exam. Um, and I finished what was supposed to be a year long certification in eight months, because that's just how I do things. I just, yep. I put my head down. And when I'm really, I'm a generator, I don't know if you know much about human design um, a little bit. Yeah. But when it's
0: I really learning,
1: Yeah, me too. I'm just like learning more about it, but as a generator, you are like the worker bees of the world. And when you get an idea in your head, you have like endless amounts of energy. Like people will always look at generators and say, I don't know, like how you can do all the things all the time. So I finished that in eight months. And then I just, in that period of time, I just realized like, I, I love helping, I used to do a lot of crisis work with clients who didn't always want to work with me because, <laughs> you know, that's the nature. They would get the referral and they're like, I don't need this. I wanted to work with people who wanted to create change. So yes. as a coach, you know, if somebody's investing in working with you to some degree, you know, they might feel like it's challenging and they might they might not be sure how they're going to get there, but to some degree they're invested monetarily and also like their being is invested in creating that change. So Mm -hmm. once I got the certification, I kind of just tested out as all entrepreneurs do trial and error of like, how do I want to deliver services? And what do I want that to look like? And This would be really cool to do full time. And at the time I was still working, but I also had realized that I wanted to kind of get out of the job that I was working at that time. So I was working for a charity. Um, And so I just continued to kind of create my audience and listen to what people were asking for and combine that with what I have learned over the years to be like pivotal things, foundational things in creating a well lifestyle. So I mentioned that I do one-to-one coaching and that is um, I have a lifestyle transformation program. So that's kind of like my signature offering. And I work with women to help them to build kind of break down everything that they think they know. About health and wellness, because there's so mm. much information out there. Um, and then rebuild it back up over the course of the eight weeks that we work together. So it was the coaching and then the book idea. I mean, a friend just kind of jokingly, he's like a business mentor. He jokingly suggested that I should write a book. And I was like, what, what <laughs> me? And he's like, "Yeah, you." yeah, I know. Right. And he's like, yeah, but what if I told you, like, you like to help people. Right. And I was like, I do. And he's like, what if I told you, like, how many people could you help but never meet with a book? And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, you're on to something, sir. Um, yeah. And then so again in Andrea fashion, I wrote that book in like five months. <laughs> Just I was you know. gonna ask, like, how quick? <laughs> yeah. So I started it in November. Um, and I was done about Marchish. Uh that's five months, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the math on that? Don't check it. No, I'm kidding. I think it's five months. Um <laughs>
0: Don't ask me. I'm not good with numbers. I'm the girl that works in pharmacy that can't do numbers.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. So yeah. Uh, the longest part of the book process was everything that I couldn't do because all the editing and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, then I launched the book and then, you know, I've, I've always loved writing, which is why I have the blog. So backing up a little bit, that's kind of how the blog started too, was when I was doing my certification, I was learning things and sharing that information by way of a blog. So I would come out with a a new post every week and I was using WordPress at the time, which is like a blog site. Um, and I was sharing information that way with, you know, just my audience and potential clients, uh, kind of building my, building my network again, and really like things have just kind of fallen into my lap and evolved and, I do what feels good for me. Like I bring on things into the balance and bliss umbrella that I feel are good for me, but even more than that, that are things that can serve the people that I want to serve even more and change more lives. Like that's, I just want to change the world. That's what I
0: want to do. <laughs> I love it. Cause I am right there with you. I, I relate to so many of the things that you're saying. And I think that a lot of women can. Like, we all, I don't know, like, I feel like, I don't know if you would agree, but when I became a mom, there was this huge sense of, like, I I guess because you become so maternal, but a lot of us are maternal even before we have kids and we want to help people. And it does, I guess it does depend on the type of person that you are, but so many of us, are in a field like social work or healthcare or something They're emotional because- labor jobs. Exactly. And we just want to give, give, give. Um, but you also want to be giving something that really does feel really good to you. So I'm really, really, I'm inspired listening to it, to be honest. Um, Thank you. you're welcome. <laughs> and let's get real moms. I'm just speaking from moms because all of my listeners, I, I would assume our moms. Um, Probably. (laughs) We all need help in the wellness area. We do. I think there's so much information out there in regards to food. There's so much information out there in regards to even exercise. Like, exercise is just good, no matter what form. Like, you can go for a walk or you can do that crazy circuit class where you burn, you know, a thousand calories in an hour or something crazy. That sounds madness. (laughs) Doesn't it? Yeah. I wouldn't do it. I, I'll take a walk, <laughs> yeah. But I think, like there's so many confusing aspects to this wellness world. and it's got a huge umbrella. So to have somebody like you where they could go to to get actual information and follow through with some instead of just like googling, like, how uh-huh. can I make myself more well? And
1: well, if you Google it, you're just going to be told that you need to lose weight anyway. And you're going to be like given a product or a pill that you can just use and try. And in seven days, you're
0: going to have the body you always wanted. <laughs> exactly. The 21 day fix yeah. or whatever. I, oh my gosh. I've I've tried a few of them. I'll don't be get- honest.
1: I actually like the 21 day fix workouts, Love but the again, workout. it's like, it's, it's the whole premise of like you give me 21 days and I will change your life. Like you don't just automatically unlearn all of the habits that you've had for decades Mm -hmm. in 21 days. You can start, you can start to, to rebuild that. But I always say to my clients, like I don't provide menu plans. I don't provide exercise plans. What I'm going to give you is the foundational knowledge. So you can do that yourself. Mm -hmm. Like I want you to feel confident enough in saying, okay, I'm feeling like my body's a little bit off. I think I need this. Maybe I I might need this, but like that you actually are armed with that knowledge and with those tools to be able to, to take care of yourself um, and Mm -hmm. to remember that you need to take care of yourself.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that's important because also like, you don't really like, let's get real. Those of us who have purchased (laughs) a, a, let's use, I'm just using beach body now because they're on my brain but I have purchased their plans. Also loved the workouts by the way, Mm -hmm. but not all the time. Like sometimes I just wanted to do what I wanted to do. So you also don't want to be providing to someone when, you know, you don't want to make people feel like, Oh, I have to go see Andrea and she's going to make work out. There's enough pressure. Like there's enough pressure in the
1: world. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and I think that we just need to to release some of that a little bit. And like, yeah, I don't want to be somebody who like seems like, you know, it's like, Oh, I don't want to go see Andrea because she's going to make me do this, or she's going to tell me this, or she's going to like, make me feel bad about this because the scale hasn't moved, for example, which is like a measurement tool that a lot of diet culture, um, cultures use. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's just about so much more than that.
0: It is. I think it comes back to, to what I was saying earlier. Like I had this revolution over like 2021 where I was feeling really really good about myself and I hadn't lost that much weight I had lost a little bit of weight but then I realized like within that like actually taking care of myself and moving my body and paying attention to my mental health and reading more and just not like plunking myself in front of the tv and like eating all night long Mm -hmm those nights are good though. (laughs) Sometimes. Yeah. 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 And they're also super permissible, like do it. (laughs) Hell yeah. But I was doing it like every single night, but like, you know, just getting myself out of my comfort zone a little bit. Um, I was super happy and Mm -hmm. I didn't lose this ton of weight. And like something came over me where it was like, so what do I think? Like if I get down to uh, 140 pounds, is that, will I be happy? Like if I woke up tomorrow, 140 pounds, am I still the same Amanda? Am I still, you know, bothered by certain things? Am I still going to have body image issues? Yeah. Yeah, you Mm -hmm. are. So you just really have to work. I think it's like a mind, body, soul type thing, right?
1: Yeah. And like, yeah, because this is the thing when you start any sort of new, like fitness routine, let's say, um, and I'm going to use this as an example because I think that a lot of people will be able to connect with this. So you decide, okay, I really need to like clean up my eating. I really need to like get healthy or lose weight or whatever it is. And you start a new program. And the first couple days, like you're eating really well, you're moving your body regularly, daily, if when maybe you haven't been before, and you're putting more intentional focus on taking care of yourself you feel great. And then you're like, yes, I'm loving this. This is so good for me. And then one morning you wake up and you go, Oh, I'm feeling so good. I'm going to step on the scale and see how, like how good I'm doing. Right. And then the number is the same, or it's one pound higher because you didn't take a crap that morning or like whatever it is. Right. But you see the number on the scale and then all of a sudden it negates everything that you've done. If it hasn't moved. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you forget about, Oh, but I, but you were literally one second ago before you stepped on the scale, you were feeling so good. You felt like you had fueled your body better. You were moving, but then the scale didn't move. And all of a sudden you're like, well, this isn't working. I'm done. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. What's the point. But again, when you have such a big scale focus, you forget about all the other stuff that also comes along with living a well lifestyle. And so I talk a lot with my audience, with my clients about like expanding your idea of what you think wellness is or what Mm -hmm. you think healthy is because yes, again, eating, fueling, nourishing foods for your body for sure is a part of that. Your body craves that your body needs the nutrients and the vitamins and everything that comes in that type of food that grows more naturally, right? Our bodies need that. It also is designed to move. So yeah, movement is really good for your body. It's good for your mental health. It's good for your cardiovascular health. Sure. A side effect of movement can be weight loss. Great. But there's so much more. Like, how are you managing your stress? How much time do you feel like you have to take care of your soul? How connected do you feel to the people around you? What is your marriage or relationship like? What are your friendships like? Like all of those things are equally as important as it relates to wellness as eating a salad every day, but nobody talks about those things as much as they talk about eating the, eating the veggies and, you know, burning the calories. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that most of us. And again, thank you diet culture. Those are most of the things that we think about. And then, so we've now made food like a moral thing as opposed to like a fueling thing or a pleasure thing, which it can be. It's like, well, if I can't follow this food plan, then I'm bad Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and I'm going to look like shit and I'm Mm going to continue to look like, you know, like it's, it just becomes a vicious cycle of negativity.
0: Yes, it does. And I have found more than ever since becoming a mom, like those things are so much more apparent to me of what is truly important. Also Mm. the food thing, um, like the shaming of the food or feeling as though you are less than because of food. I also find it trickles into my motherhood, like, you know, what I'm feeding my children or what Mm. they're eating or, and so that's another huge thing that I literally cannot stand because I don't want to have my children thinking that because they're eating chicken nuggets and Mm -hmm. corn like they're they're bad or they're not healthy or they're whatever or because we went to McDonald's and got a happy meal that you know they're gonna consume that and get fat or something like I don't yeah there's so many boundaries I want around food and I just I just want them to freaking eat I don't really care what they're eating like you know, as long as they're eating and they're not starving to death and they're not I'm throwing doing on a the great floor job
1: across the room, <laughs>
0: Yes, then like I'm doing a damn good job. Like, so, um, but that's love- just proof of like how
1: early that programming starts, right? Because yes. if you're like making these conscious efforts to like, not talk about good foods versus bad foods at home, or like, well, you have to eat all of this or you can't have any dessert, like yeah. that kind of stuff. I mean, th- it's all about the conversations that you have. It's so funny. The other day I was cutting up an apple for Clara. When you're telling me this, it's making me think of this story. I was cutting up an apple for her and cause she loves apples. And I was like this as a kid too. Like every single night I would ask my mom to like cut me up an apple. Even when I was a teenager, I was like, can you cut me up an apple? <laughs> even though I could do it myself. Um, but nevertheless, like sliced apples every night. And I was cutting her up an apple the other night. And she was like, I love apples. She's like, I even think I love apples more than candy. And I was like, yeah, she's like, yeah, but I didn't want her. To, I was like in my head. Cause I'm like, so hyper aware about this in my head. I was like, is she saying this because she thinks that she should say it. Right. Because like, we talk a lot about like good foods and bad or not good foods and bad foods, pardon me, foods that fuel your body well, versus ones that don't feel them as well. But like, they still make you full, um, So then I said to her, I was like, okay, but like, if you had to have candy or if you could have candy, like what would be your favorite one that you would have? And then she like told me whatever it was. I don't remember, but I just try and be very conscious about like not putting shame around any sort of food, right? Like just, just don't food and shame don't need to go together. The end. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I know. I know my, I notice that my kids do it now too. Like, Oh, this one's healthy and this one's not. So I like that. I'm going to steal that. This one Mm. fuels your body, Uh maybe a little bit better. Our body
1: takes so much from this as much as like, and not as much from this, it still tastes delicious, but our bodies like this stuff more because it makes our bones grow or our it's good for our eyes or like whatever it is.
0: That's kind of how we talk about food here. I'm stealing it. Have, thank it. You. have it have <laughs> it thank you <laughs> I learned something from this episode <laughs> I'm glad so if before we wrap it up I really want to know if there is a mom who's listening that is struggling with you know not feeling her best because she's postpartum or maybe she's 5 years deep like me and is now like oh I still have all this baby weight uh-huh. and I can't really say it's from the baby anymore and is really wrapped up in what she looks like what advice can you give to these moms
1: My first piece of advice would be put the scale away just put the scale away because you know well, I shouldn't say, you know, but provided you are in touch with your body, you'll know when it's feeling a little bit different and a little bit off, you'll feel it in the way that your clothes fit, et cetera. So if you need like a measurement of, but I need to know if I'm making changes, use your clothing for changes. Um, the other piece is, is just try and do more things that bring you joy and things that bring you happiness because overall, if you can be more joyful and if you can be more excited about the small things that you're doing, then one, you're naturally going to want to do more of those things. But then as you start to feel more connected through joy, then you just want to take care of yourself more. It's like shifting. I don't know if I'm explaining this very well, but when you can like shift that, that negativity away from hate and bring in more love. Also, like cuz we all use social media and we're all scrolling like, you know, for nursing or if we're up or whatever it is if we have some downtime if we're trying to hide <laughs> from mm-hmm. everyone. Um, you know, we're always looking on social media. It can be a really great release. Just make sure that you're following accounts that don't make you feel like shit about yourselves, about yourself. So if there are accounts that make you feel not good, Don't follow them, or just mute them. You know, if it's a friend of yours and the content's not making you feel good, like you have the power. Again, going back to what I said at the beginning about helping women to remember the power that they have, you can create a happy existence. And one of the ways you can do that is by the type of accounts that you follow. So, don't follow ones that make you feel like shit. Follow follow ones that make you feel validated, and make you feel not alone. Make you feel inspired make you laugh, like whatever it is, just f- surround yourself with things that are uplifting.
0: Love it. Surround yourself with people like Andrea. Cause she, <laughs> you, I love your post. Seriously. You're one of the people, when I see you post something, I'm like, Oh yes. Like your <sighs> post today. Let Don't even get me started. Yeah. You gonna- know what? I, I, um, so
1: just before I got pregnant, I was probably at the, biggest that I've ever been other than like my rock bottom moment. I shared with you earlier, that weight is the same weight that I was now. And to be quite honest, I was struggling a little bit. I'm just like, what's going on with my body. I do have like some gut stuff going on that I've been working on with my naturopath. So my body's just not optimally where I would want to want it to be. And I noticed that in things like my workouts. So, you know, I feel a little bit more sluggish in my workouts, for example, because I am carrying a little bit more extra weight. So. Where was I going with this? Oh yeah. The post. And so since I've been pregnant, of course, I mean, everyone who has been pregnant knows that you have to relinquish your body to the process. And as grateful as I am for, you know, almost being 12 weeks, um, it has been challenging for me to watch my stomach grow again and not have my snow pants fit and go and try and buy snow pants. And I had to buy two X snow pants, which again, there's nothing wrong with, but it's just the whole mindset piece. Right. Totally. Yeah. And so I just had this moment of like, I always feel like I'm arguing with my body and that I'm like mm-hmm. fighting it or whatever. And I'm like, but also simultaneously thinking like, it's doing what it needs to do right now. And I just need to let it do like this. I'm in a season. I'm in a season. And we can work together in this season. And then, so that's how kind of, that's how the post came about.
0: No, I think it was really great. It kind of reminds me of like, I saw this quote once and it was like for people who were struggling with like the quarantine 15 or whatever oh, Yeah, that BS, but it was like, <laughs> like just to give your body some grace and remember like this body got you through a global pandemic. This mm-hmm. body protected you, this body, yeah. Stayed healthy, like all of these things, right? Like everybody goes through seasons, and especially when you're pregnant. But yeah, I do remember that too, especially with my second. I started showing at like eight weeks, and you know, yeah, was, I'm like, I'm 12 weeks, like, what is happening here? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, people, I'm like, people are gonna ask me if I'm having twins, and it's like, I'm, I know, I get it, I'm huge, but like, this is just what my body's doing, mm-hmm. and it just, it's remembering what it's supposed to do, and it's just doing its job. Well, and like, we were so quick to forget that we only have one body
1: and Mm. our body literally shows up for us every single day. It wakes up, it gets us out of bed. You know, we might be achy and sore and tired, but it carries us every single day. And it has carried us every single day since the day we were born. And we don't all have the privilege of being able to walk and not live in chronic pain and all of these sorts of things. And, We shit and shame on our bodies so much. We need to just be appreciating and loving them a little bit more. And loving doesn't mean, oh my gosh, I love all of these curves. Like if you do great, but loving, it doesn't mean like you have to love every single part of it, but you can respect it. You can accept it and you can treat it with kindness. It doesn't like you don't have to hate your body.
0: Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, please, can you tell everyone where they can follow you, find you, buy your book, all of that good stuff?
1: Yes. So I am on Instagram most of the time. So if you are on Instagram, also, you can follow me at balance bliss blog. That's also my website, balance And my book is available on Amazon. So Canada, us, anywhere in the world, you actually can do this by Andrea Mondu. You can find it on Amazon.
0: I'll put links to it as well. You're great. Uh, um, And when's your other book coming out? Do you know yet?
1: Uh, So we're aiming for June of this year. So June, 2020, uh, we'll be launching body bliss. And just a few weeks ago, I read through all of the chapters and. Oh, any woman who has ever struggled with body image, with perfectionism, with sexual assault, um, violence like all the stuff that's wrapped up in body image stuff you are going to need this book because it will make you not feel alone it will make you feel so validated and it will help you to feel so connected
0: i'm pumped i can't wait to get one it'll be so good <laughs> i'm pumped well thank you andrea i've appreciated this conversation and um i applaud you for all that you're doing i think what you're doing for women is great Um, and I just yeah keep doing what you're doing thank you so much I had a great time awesome well guys thank you again for tuning into another episode and I will talk to you next week see ya thank you so much for listening to this episode of the honest as a mother podcast don't forget to subscribe rate and review I'm really looking forward to hearing from you